0: Welcome in, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy family. Reminder, if you use code TRIPLE at checkout, you'll get a deposit match up to $100 if you use that code. And it's fantasy football draft season. It's always fantasy baseball drafts during whatever time of the year. Fantasy basketball, anything you need. Use code TRIPLE. They'll get you that deposit match. We are back with you guys tonight here, week 13 for Fantasy Baseball, Marty Party, the Doc, and Little Cheesecake all in the house tonight. And, uh, fellas, I wanted to start tonight with a question. So I put a tweet out on Twitter uh, a couple days ago, and I was at the gym, and I was using the squat rack, and nature was calling. I had to go to the bathroom. So I put my bag down. I put my water bottle down at the squat rack. I was gone for at max two minutes. Came back out. Not only did two people come to the rack I was at, but they removed all the weights and the rack off the squat uh, squat rack. And I came over and I said, guys, and I pointed to my bag. I said, I'm sorry, I'm still using this. I just needed to run to the bathroom. They said, oh, okay, no worries. And they proceeded to walk away. With everything all over the floor, all the waste that I had put on it, all of the the rack, everything. So I had to spend the next few minutes to re-rack everything, put everything back. My question to you am, am I being a prima donna? Am I being a gym snob? Am I being completely unreasonable to be annoyed at what happened?
1: David, you got ratioed on Twitter, <laughs> and you want us to come to your defense to make you feel better.
0: I just I feel like this is the voice of reason on this podcast. So if you guys are all saying I'm being a snob, which Eric, you already said, I have you, questions. You know, yes. I have not I, seen. I, I, I see both sides. I, that's what
2: I said. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. But I, let me ask you this: Where were your water bottle and where what? Like, where were you? Where was your stuff? Is it like straight right in the middle? Or did you put it off to the side? It was in the middle of the squat rack. It was impossible to not see it. Yes. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think- I think what David's alluding to, though, is that they didn't re-rack the weights after. Sure. they. Sure. Like, I'm,
2: I'm trying to like get into the mind. So you would expect them to like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. And they both help. And you guys just. That's, that's saucy.
0: That's a well, bit of a saucy move on their part. Well, so I like, first of all, if I ever see there's equipment on a machine, I either just, I'm like, okay, I'll do something else. Or if I go to it and I, I'll like, I really want to use it, I'll wait a few minutes and then I'll ask minutes. people. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll be like, yep. did you see somebody here with somebody using that? Uh, and then if someone does come back, I'll be like, Oh, I'm, and I'll, I'll fix whatever I changed. Like I'll, I'll like put the stuff back
2: on. Like if I do do that, like last that, last question, yes. how old were these men or kids or like how how old are we talking?
0: They look like they were in like their anywhere from like early thirties to like oh, early forties.
2: They should have helped.
0: Yeah, it was have. two of them. They, like, so like they should have helped, uh, I would have I, helped. I don't want to feel like I'm being like a snob or a lot. Because I here's was, the I thing: would,
2: it's not like they were like waiting and waiting and waiting to use it, and they didn't know if anyone, anyone was there. Like you left for like a moment, and they just rolled in there, took everything on. I took
0: a I took a 15 second piss, and I like the bathroom is probably about a, a 10 second walk away. Like it, it, to be, it was to overestimate the time. It was probably 90 seconds. I, I will there. say
2: this: I I would have helped, but I'm not surprised someone wouldn't. Uh, generally,
3: I think if there are weights on the rack. Uh, you have to, you have to be looking around, but I also feel if someone gets off a machine, it's free. I do, I do kind of have that, that feeling. But if someone came back and was like, yo, you just, uh, I was using this and I had pulled off, you know, four plates or something already. I'd be like, oh, my bad. I would help you re-rack it for sure. I think that's the, that's the, that's the etiquette, the fine etiquette thing to do.
0: People just said in the comments, they said, be a be a normal person and wait to use the bathroom when you're done with whatever exercise you're doing. In That's and wild. I,
1: Do you David up your, got, David. David got
2: bullied on Twitter. I,
0: it was pretty bad. I like I, it was a pretty big ratio, and I was like,
2: it, it, my crazy like. I, I always would, have to pee at the gym. I'm drinking caffeine to get me pumped, and then I'm slamming what? water. You got to go to the bathroom. What are we talking about?
0: There's like, wait, just hold it until you're done with whatever exercise. And I'm like, well, what if
2: I'm like at that spot for
0: like 20 or 25 minutes, like doing like heavy sets. And I like, I don't want to feel like I have to pee if I'm squatting a lot of weight, you know, like. No, no, you don't want to be distracted by nature in that instance.
3: You got a lot of weight on your shoulders.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, okay. We're losing
1: subs over this. (laughs)
0: Probably. I just wanted, you guys are the voice of reason. So I I was like, if you guys say I'm crazy. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes we are. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for this show all week to ask you that question. So I'm glad Absolutely. I'm glad that we got it out there. Uh, now we'll actually talk some baseball. Now that we're five minutes in, we're gonna go into our week 13 rundown, starting with our WOW players of the week. Let's kick things off with Leody Tavares over his last seven games, a 259, 259, 481 slash, two home runs. He's got six strikeouts over the time, no steals. His K rate's nearly half of what his career K rate is. Right now, it's just a right around under 19% when it's usually above 30. And he's in the 93rd percentile and expected batting average and is on pace for a 2020 season. Uh, fellas, what do we think of Leody Tavares? He's definitely someone that's a little bit more rostered than some of the players we normally go through on the rundown. But I feel like he's not rostered
2: enough. As we talked about last week on Marty's Party, although... I did have to uh, send him a personal apology for not inviting him. He definitely should have been invited to the to the party. Um, so good call there, Doc. But um, 50% rostered in Yahoo. He definitely needs to be more rostered than that. Coming in like 2017, 2018, he was the Rangers' number one prospect. So he has the pedigree there. You already touched on his uh, XBA. You touched on his uh, strikeout rate that went down. Um, and he even credits himself. like He worked in the offseason and locating pitches, and so he's only looking for his own pitch. I would love to see him a little more towards the top of the lineup, but he looked like he's locked in the, in the eighth or ninth spot. But uh, yeah, you got to pick him up right now.
0: Yeah, he definitely somebody in that Texas Rangers lineup, dangerous Texas Rangers lineup that uh, should be more rostered at this point. And I have a feeling that he won't be someone that will be uh, not rostered in most places much longer. This next player, though, maybe not as much, Alec Thomas. Over his last four games, he's got a 292 batting average, one homer, three RBIs, five runs, and two Ks. He's six for 17 with a double homer, three RBIs and five runs over the four games since he's been recalled. Uh, But he's really struggled against lefties. He usually sits against them at the major league roster. And when he was sent down for that period, he was one for 20 against lefties in AAA. Uh, So that just shows you he really is having a hard time. Uh, And he's somebody that I'm I'm curious if he's going to stick around and be rostered here, Doc. Alec Thomas, what should we do with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in a deeply you're rostering him. Going into the season, we were wondering what the Diamondbacks were going to do just because they had so much depth at the outfield position. They ended up demoting Jake McCarthy for a period of time. Alec Thomas has done really well in AAA. He hit .348 in his stint this year, .322 last year, but he struggled at the majors. Over 113 games last year, he hit .231. So I, I know he's still young. He's 22, 23 years old. Um, it is a little bit of alarming. We do see some of the power speed, you know, in terms of power, the metrics he's in the, um, 68th percentile max EV, 84th percentile sprint speed. So both above average, he does pull the ball a lot. And I think that's more favorable now that the shift is off, but pulling it 48% of the time. So deep leagues, yes, a streamer, or if you need stolen bases, yes, anything else? No.
0: All right, that is Alec Thomas. Uh, shout out to Uncle Ted Talks in the chat. We missed you, Uncle Ted. How you been, buddy? You, we talked about Luis Matos last week on the show. We were giving him a lot of love, man. We could have used you then. Uh, but yeah, Luis Matos was someone on the show, and um, he's someone that is definitely needed to be picked up. Hopefully you guys listened last week and scooped him up already. Last player on the rundown tonight, Henry Davis of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the former number one overall pick just a couple of years ago, LC. Only played in three games, has one hit in 10 at-bats. So the stats aren't necessarily something you need to pay that much attention to. But in the minor leagues this year, between AA and AAA, he had a 284 average, 433 OBP, 541 slug, 11 homers and 9 steals, and 232 plate appearances. He is somebody that I think many people are looking at right now. Uh, In fantasy baseball to roster even in 15 team leagues. He's playing a lot of right field for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is catcher, technically catcher eligible, depending on where you look. Uh, Henry Davis, is he worth the ad? Is he worth what's probably going to be, I would think, a pretty sizable penny in Fab?
3: In a deep league, I think he's worth it. Um, I have to admit that I was overly colored by his poor 2022 207 average in Double A, and I'm sure you guys talked about that on the call up, mm-hmm. because I that that was my impression of him. Oh, he was a number one overall pick, who all of a sudden figured out he can't hit for batting average. But then he comes back this year. It's 280 and 280 in two different stops. I think um, you're getting a guy with big boy power, and that uh, that catcher eligibility is what you're really looking for, especially in your two catcher leagues. This is someone who I think this outfield eligibility is going to give him an opportunity to play more often and be a very valuable catcher, especially in a two catcher league. I love the power that he has and he doesn't have a terrible K percentage. He's about 25% throughout his minor league stops. And recently in his stops, he's been about an 18% walk rate uh, in, in the minor leagues this year. This guy seems to be putting something together in his approach and I want to be in on it, uh, especially if I need a catcher. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not going to say he's a one catcher league target yet, but absolutely in two catcher leagues, uh, I'm going after him.
0: Henry Davis, definitely somebody worth the ad there. Let's talk some pitching. Emmett Sheehan, somebody that I'm really excited to talk about right now. Marty Party. You're going to do the honors for the player that I spent across all my fantasy baseball leagues, the most amount of fab uh, collectively that I've spent on a player this season. In his first start, six innings of no hit ball, two walks, three strikeouts. In the minor leagues this year in Double a 186 ERA, .89 whip, 88 strikeouts, in 53.1 innings. Uh, he's got electric stuff here. Although the rotation spot right now is not guaranteed, as they said, he would get at least one more start, which is going to be tomorrow as of recording on Thursday. He'll pitch Friday, Um, but the Dodgers obviously have a lot of pitchers in that rotation. A lot of guys that can step in here. Sheehan's kind of treading on thin ice because if he doesn't perform well, he might get sent down. But Marty, I, I absolutely love his stuff and I think
2: he's electric. I agree. I think he's worth the investment. Uh, Julio Urias is making a rehab start. That was two days ago. So he'll be up probably within the next week or so. But, man, cindergard they said it right now, they're going to slowly build him up. So I wouldn't expect him to be a full starter for a long time. Kershaw, Gonslin, Urias, dude, anyone can get hurt on this squad at, at any point. So um, I have, I'm optimistic that he's going to stay up. And let me ask you this. For as far as, like, protocol in the league, I wanted to pick up Sheehan, but I didn't have a, a roster spot. So I texted someone in the league who wasn't doing as well, said, hey, I, you gave him some stats, and the person picked him up, and he did really well. Is it, is it weird to like want to help out people in the league that you're in? Yes, yes. Is that crazy? Uh, bias. crazy? That, that's bias. That's what collusion. If, what if they're just
0: trying – what if he wants them to beat somebody else, though? No,
3: nah, it's bias. It's a form
0: of collusion.
3: Mm. Art? I I don't have a problem with it. If you weren't going to be competitive on him, I don't No, it's just a, a regular Yahoo yeah.
2: ad pickup league. I was like I can't pick him up, but he's good. Yeah. I don't know, just throwing that your way. I don't, don't have a don't, problem. You don't have somebody you like look out You look out to each other? You,
1: you no, you shouldn't have to manage somebody else in a league where in our late 20s, 30s and 40s.
3: <laughs> you know, he's hardcore. That's why we call him uh Genghis Khan and the uh the the <laughs> dictator. True. He's hardcore. He, he it's true because power. Marty, Marty, if
1: you pay more attention than somebody else and and then you're helping that person, you know, maybe the person doesn't see You're assuming Sheehan I is paid more attention. That's you do, because that, you do a fantasy
2: baseball podcast. Not, not in this instance. <laughs> but yeah, it was David, um
1: David, how much did you spend on Emmett and for Fab? Because I got him for very low. I, I wanted to ask, ask
0: that too. <laughs> I the most I spent was 123. I got
1: him for 41. I got him for eleven. The
0: runner-up was eighty-eight. Wow! So it wasn't like it was. I mean, an overspend, but it wasn't significant. That's
1: just interesting, though. Of each league, you buy, you spend one twenty. Runner-up is eighty-eight. I get him for forty-one. Runner is runner-up is twenty-two. Art gets him for eleven.
0: You got him for eleven. I missed that part.
3: Yeah, eleven dollars.
0: Absolutely wild. You don't. You don't deserve him if you're only going to spend eleven dollars on him.
3: It wasn't even a keep him honest bid. It was an. I don't have a lot left. But I want to bid on him still. And you if I get him, I don't want to spend too much. You don't deserve him.
0: That's not fair. <laughs> you throw your money around. Just whip it around. Throw it on the table. That's that's what you should get if you want someone like Emmett Sheehan on your team. Uh, hopefully, he pitches well tomorrow. So it doesn't look like my investment goes bad. Let's talk about Ranger Suarez. Over his last five starts, 32 and two-thirds innings, a 1-3-8 ERA, and nine walks to 29 strikeouts. It's been noted that he's been throwing his sinker to the outside of the plate more and relying on his curveballs for more swings and misses. So uh, definitely something with Suarez. The approach looks very different here, LC Suarez is someone that's rostered again and a little bit more normally than we put in this section, but I don't think in enough 12-team leagues he's rostered. In 15s, he he is. My question is 12 teams. Is he somebody you absolutely have to roster?
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The only problem I have with him is uh, he's not getting wins. He has only one win in eight starts. His last three starts, 19 innings, uh, six, seven, and six, 22 strikeouts, two earned runs, zero wins. Can you explain that? (laughs) <laughs> i can't explain that uh that's what no. that that's what stinks they're not giving him run support hopefully it comes around for him mm-hmm. i love him i love what he's doing and i was wondering i i was i was i'm glad you said that thing about the sinker because i was looking up his strikeouts earlier and i'm like boy he gets a lot of a lot of strikeouts on that sinker he's been getting a lot of strikeouts on that sinker this year
0: yeah it was noted by uh lance i forgot how you say his name Brodowski on twitter i think that was where uh a lot of people were talking about how he cited that information. So it's it's definitely something that he's been changing his approach with that. It's been working really well for him, obviously, as you can see over those five starts. Uh, would you guys rather have Ranger Suarez or would you rather have Brian Wu?
3: Mm.
0: I think I'd rather have Suarez. I do That's too.
3: tough. I'll, I'll go Ranger, barely.
0: Ranger for me. I I like I like Wu. I have him in a few spots and I like Seattle. I like pitching in Seattle a mm-hmm. lot. You added him against me today, didn't you, LC? I did. I did. He's pitching against the Yankees and I saw he had a 6-0 lead. Woo-hoo. Oh my god, wait a second. How many How did he do? Hit He's got 16 no-hit no or 5 scoreless innings. He's going to get 21 points. Mm, I that's like David has does live yeah. reactions on the that's show. That's such yeah. BS. And then MJ Melendez and Tiosker both have nine today. That's a that's a Ric Flair. Woo! That's such BS. That is so <laughs> your team is annoying because oh yeah, I won't even get into it. Um did you all play Daily Immaculate Grid today? I saw that for the first time today. I saw people doing that. I've never heard of that till today.
3: I, I me either. They mentioned it on Sleeper in the Bust and I went right and did it. I posted mine on Twitter.
0: Is it I good? Is it, is it just like Wordle, but you have to like.
3: It's a grid of nine squares. And so like today's was Cincinnati and Red Sox. You had to put in that square, someone who played for the Red Sox and the Reds. And then you had to find oh, Red Sox and Padres.
0: That's what it is. Yeah.
3: And then the last square is like a, a categorization, like a 40 home run season. Okay. World Series champ. So you had to find someone who was on a Red Sox World Series champ. Someone who was on a Phillies World Series champ. Red's 40 home run season. What's the last one? And Padre's 40 home run season. And the last one you had to get was 40 home run season and a World Series champ. I got nine for nine. I spent like twenty minutes on it. It was super fun. <laughs> What's the app called? ImmaculateGrid.com.
0: Oh, it's a website. Yeah. Not an app.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I saw people I saw it because um I saw somebody put it, I think it was Scott White put it. And he posted the results. I didn't know that's what the Immaculate Grid was, um, but now that makes so much sense. This is something I'm probably going to be playing a lot. I'm sure every.
3: So this was a. I thought a fun one was 40 home run series, season and World Series champ. Do you guys got? I I it took me a while to think of one. 40 home run and World Series champ. Same season. Yep.
1: Do we get a hint or now?
3: No, I mean there's a lot of them. If you think, if you think. Uh, Ryan Howard. Did he hit
2: 40? Uh, He probably, I mean,
0: he had like 61 year. Yeah. Wasn't that when they
2: they won in 2008? I go to Maris was mayor. Did they win the championship that year where him and mantle went 61? I think so.
3: I think so. 60 was the year the pirates beat them in the world. Series.
1: 2006,
3: David Ortiz hit 54. I think. And the Sox won. That's a good one. I didn't think of that. Luis Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez. I thought of A-Rod in
0: 2008. I saw the results today, so I won't play today's. But definitely- All right, well,
1: I, let's, let's go and talk about Jordan Hicks.
0: Tell yeah. us about Jordan Hicks.
1: <laughs> well, are you not going to say over the last three games that he's had three innings, two hits, zero, earned zero walks, four Ks, and getting three saves in three straight games with Gallego setting him up while our boy Ryan
0: Helsley is on the I.L., I think you already said it all, so you can go ahead.
1: Well, well now now you set me up for, is he legit? Is he the closer that's going to be the Cardinals de facto the rest of the year? No. And my answer is probably not. No, the answer is no. So if you look at Jordan Hicks the last two years, he actually had zero saves and he only had one opportunity, which he blew. He had 11 holes last two seasons. And I think part of the reason we're talking about him is he touched 104.3 the other day, which is very impressive, but he has no command. Over 31 innings, he's thrown six wild pitches, three hit-by-pitch, and 21 walks in those 31 innings. He throws fast, but we know who Jordan Hicks is at this point. I think Giovanni Gallegos, Gallegos had a rough stretch. Helsley is on the I.L., but I can't see Hicks being the guy the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Hicks has had this job before. And whether it's been injury or whether it's just been ineffectiveness, because he's had bad control his whole career. um, He's not going to be the closer. I would be willing to put almost anything on it that he will not be the standalone closer for this team by the end of the year. I mean, I agree with you for once. Yeah. Jordan Hicks, if you want to try to buy saves right now for maybe while he has it, I don't blame you, but I wouldn't be somebody I'm throwing a... You know, a whole bunch of money and fab thinking he's going to be someone you can count on saves with for months and months down the road. So uh, that is Jordan Hicks. Let's take a look at our most added players over the last week. Henry Davis topping list with 45% added. Emmett Sheehan, Jordan Hicks, Gavin Williams, Leodi Tavares, Ranger Suarez, Luis Matos, and Julio Teheran over the last week here. I didn't include Gavin Williams on the rundown tonight just because we talked about enough rookies with Sheehan and Henry Davis that I wanted to uh, not make it all rookies tonight, but uh, if Gavin Williams has a better second start, then he will be definitely somebody we'll talk about next week. Most drop players, we got Vinny Pasquantino, who is out for the season, the top of the list here. Louis Varland, Brandon Bilac, Mitch Haniger, Owen Miller, Brian De La Cruz, Anthony Rendon, and Lance McCullers are tops of this list. And then lastly, games for next week. Every team is playing seven or six. There are no five-game weeks. There are no eight-game teams next week. So uh, when you're making your lineup decisions, that's not going to necessarily need to be a factor for you guys. We love baseball. Yeah, even when the NBA draft's going on. (laughs) All right, Elsie. There's a lot of people hurting for Bring Out Your Dead this week. We need to exercise the demons, and we got to uh, address these concerns. Yeah, I want to
3: start by exercising a triple play demon here. There is someone on this week's Bring Out Your Dead, and it is someone who uh who Marty and I had a feeling, you know, had a, <laughs> had a high I mean. ERA into him at some point in his career. And, you know, it, it is Sandy Alcantra, Alcantara, however you want to say it. And one and one doc brought him in to bring out your dead. And I just want to say that this is the kind of thing that Marty and I were thinking of. When we said uh take, take uh, Lucas Giolito over Sandy Alcott, no, no, last no. Season. You, I mean I'm
1: just, you I'm you just need to, you, you need to own up that you were wrong last year. This you we were wrong new, last year. This, this is this is a new year, but we didn't debate <laughs> Sandy. Sandy
3: Tara year. this year's Lucas Giolito? No. No. He's not
1: no, no, nothing five, Nothing. think nothing in
3: a second round pick. Nothing will
1: be as bad as Giolito last year. You're wrong. You're wrong. You were it. wrong last year. He had a f-
3: it.
2: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, he had a 4.9 <laughs> <laughs> 4. ERA yeah, right. last year. Yeah, it was bad.
3: So, um, and the whip is still good with Alcantara, 1.25. I do kind of think that, Doc, you're not allowed to complain about him since you just traded for him, but I'll let well, that I can slide. complain even more. Oh, okay. 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 We're going to move on. We're going to move on because other people have, uh, have some, uh, some bodies to throw them on the cart, including, uh, yeah, I am a rooster man who says Willie Adames needs to go on the cart. Willie Adames barrel rate in line with last season, last season though, producing a little bit better on those barrels, 31 home runs in his 52 barrels. This season, 21 barrels, only 10 home runs, um, uh, Zone contact, about the same as last year. K-rate, best of his career. What I am seeing out of Willie Adamas, what is a crazy thing, is his pull rate jumped almost 13% uh, 13%, uh, from last season, which is a massive shift. His oppo rate dropped almost 10%. That has led to his batting average to drop way down. He's hitting about 203. Can be comforted a little bit by the fact that his XBA is a lot higher. However. Right now in the player Raider, Adamus is sitting with guys below guys like Mauricio Dubon, below Ezekiel Tovar, below Javi Baez. Not where you, where you expected when you drafted him, or you did. So Adamus, tough one, Rooster Man. Sorry about that. Jason Erb brings up Tyler McGill. I wanted to have Jason Erb know that Ryan Pladino, who goes by the uh, – Wonderful Twitter name at Plodinosaur. Plodinosaur uh, writes: Why is Tyler McGill still in the big leagues again? And I'm not sure. Now, what we're seeing from McGill, his fastball velocity is down over a mile per hour from when where he was last season, uh, early in the season, and in 2022, his slider velocity is down almost two miles per hour, per hour to below 85 mile per mile per hour and there's a big difference in performance on his slider from that season to this. Uh and that that velocity might have something to do with it and uh why are you seeing with his K minus walk rate it was at 19 in both 2021 and 2022. It is down to 6 this year. Uh what happened Tyler? He's obviously not fully back from that injury. He's not back to 100%. But um Tyler's not getting it done. I think the only reason he's still in this rotation is the Mets don't have a ton of other options. So, uh, you know, at this point he is at best a streamer, but, uh, I, I, I feel good dropping Tyler McGill. I don't, I don't think he is. I don't think he's worth holding on to, uh, John Dobos brings up, uh, Jeff McNeil and DJ LeMay, who I think these two are a nice case study in, what do the what does the the batted ball profile look like? What is uh, worrisome and what isn't worrisome? Are either of these a concern? DJ Lemayhew, he is someone for whom I have a lot of concern. Lemayhew has career worsts in live drive, line drive percentage, expected batting average. His K percentage is ten percent more than the worst he has done up until this. His rookie year he was at about seventeen. He's at about twenty seven percent K percentage this year. And he has not been doing well on his breaking pitches. What is happening with him? He's not hitting it to the opposite field, which was everyone knows that's where he was getting his home runs when he first came over to the Yankees. And that's where he gets a lot of his hits right now. He's oppo, uh, oppo rate has dropped by almost, uh, almost 14%, almost 13%, I should say. And, uh, His expected batting average, worst of his career. Jeff McNeil, however, someone like McNeil, you have to look at him. He's with that batting average. You have to think there's going to be some variance in the results. McNeil right now is actually showing the best zone contact of his career. His K percentage is at a career best. His hard hit percentage is also at a career best. However, his swing percentage is at the lowest of his career and he is popping the ball up at a uh by far the worst percentage of his career. You know, this is the I think this is kind of the normal amount of variance on McNeil. His power was never really there other than in 2019, so we're not seeing like a huge reduction in power. What we're seeing is a bit of a reduction in the results of his batted balls, which I think with these types of hitters is uh can be expected. Granted, you don't want to take a sixty to seventy point hit in batting average from last season to this, but uh, you know you can't really uh, you can't really expect him to be hitting three thirty. This is a little bit of variance. I wouldn't really be worried about him. Next, uh, our boy Dr. Mike Carter brings up Giancarlo Stanton. Question for y'all: How old do you guys think Giancarlo Stanton is? Does anyone have a guess?
2: Thirty four.
3: That was my guess, but I think he's younger. Okay. David, do you have a guess? You're muted, bud.
0: It's hilarious. That's hilarious. I said uh, 33.
3: You guys are right on. He's going to turn 34 in a few months. So he's 33 years and eight months right now. Uh, His contract runs through 2027 with a team option in 2028. Really? It's the injuries with him. They're starting to pile up. It's the culprit again. Weird. His zone contact is right now the best of his career, even though he's never had great zone contact, but the worst expected batting average of his career. Uh, The powers, the the powers there, uh, the, the, uh, the, the max EV is there, but uh, he's been injured a lot and he's not, you know, he's not getting base hits. He's not, his batting average is not good. And, you know, if he had been healthy, we might be looking at his season a lot differently. I totally agree with you on Stanton, though. He's a frustrating player. Tim Anderson brought up by Chris Deary. Um, you know, he's having a tough season, and and I dove into it a little bit. It appears, It appears that the April knee injury that he suffered was the turning point in his season. He was hitting 298 with five doubles and five stolen bases and 49 uh, plate appearances pre-injury since returning from that knee injury. He's hit 235 with only four doubles and three stolen bases. And that is in three times as many plate appearances, still no home runs on this season. Anderson's been tough. He's not running. He's got, doesn't have the batting average. Uh, you have to wonder what's going on. They've been some talk about his personal life. Um, Lately, and uh, all things Chicago sports, brings up the fact like about how Anderson struggled when his best friend passed a few years ago, and everyone wanted to dismiss him as a bust. He lets his personal life interfere with his baseball approach. So hopefully he bounces back when things get sorted out, but you are taking a big hit on his production right now. That is really tough. Eugenio Suarez, brought up by DARF member Arving Gonzalez. What's up, Arving? Thanks for... Thanks for participating. The picture I have is not Eugenio Suarez. It is of Jesus Sanchez celebrating robbing Eugenio of a grand slam last week, which might make your feeling on Eugenio Suarez a little bit differently right now if he had another home run and four more RBIs. Uh, One thing, you you look at Eugenio and you're like, wow, his batting average stinks. In his last 1,500 at-bats, he only has 324 hits. That's a 2.15 batting average. His career batting average is still nearly 2.50 because he was a batting average plus prior to the last few years. It is weird how that has changed. Um, Now He's another one of these players whose barrels are not producing home runs. Seven home runs on his 21 barrels this season were last year's 52 barrels produced 31 home runs. If he had been, if he was producing the same amount of uh, home runs per barrel as last season. He'd be at 12 or 13 home runs right now. Definitely would feel like a different type of player than what he has right now. Uh, next, uh, next up, uh, Marty wanted to talk about the zombies are and Snell back from the dead. I did a little bit of research on this. I want to hear your opinion as well, guys. And I'm going to say for my money, um, I'm still a little bit worried about Lance Lynn. Now his approach changed his last start. You you like to see a change in approach when some good results happen and the approach change from him was dramatic. Everyone knows that Lynn is a heavy fastball guy. So much so that Otto- like
2: emphasis on heavy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to do it.
3: <laughs> um, now prior to his last start, uh, 352 plate appearances uh, were he had 352 plate appearances against him 308 of them the concluding pitch was a fastball either a cutter a two-seam or a four-seam fastball in so that was almost 90 percent of his plate appearances prior to this last game ended in a fastball that was the concluding pitch only 55 percent of his at uh, his plate appearances in his last game Ended with a fastball. He was mixing in his slider a lot more. In fact, um, he has only made seven outs, uh, eight outs on his slider in this entire season. Seven of them came in the last game. That is a big change. However, is it really just so simple that he throws his slider a little bit more and it's different? I have a hard time taking him out of that cherry bomb pile just yet. I um I sat him this week after that 16 strikeout performance uh, because he did not have a great matchup going. So, um, But Snell, on the other hand, I kind of think this is kind of what Snell does. He just gets hot and he rides that wave for a while once he starts to figure something out. Uh, Snell, March and April, had 18 walks in his first 23 innings and only struck out 24% of his batters. In May, he started to reduce his walks a little bit, but his strikeout percentage didn't go up. Since June has come around, 46% of the batters he's faced, he struck out. And he has given up almost no earned runs. Uh, I just think that this is one of those stretches that Snell is on that we see from him, that everyone hopes when he finished 2022 on a hot streak that he would come right back in in 2023. But no, he has to come into a season and stink for a while. And then he turns it around. Tough to say. I my opinion, uh I think Snell is back from the dead and Lynn I am I am not a hundred percent confident in yet. Do you guys agree on that? Yes. Yeah.
0: Doc says yes when he's unmuted.
3: Okay. Yeah, kinda.
1: Yeah. I, I'm I, not I'm not a believer in Snell long term. He has these hot stretches.
0: He always does well or better like after the beginning part of the season though.
3: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think last season it was like late July or August before he started to pitch well. Um, we were, you know, that's why he. We were all excited about buying back in on him this year. Hopefully, this this lasts through the end of the season. Last uh, last one here, um, we have uh, Ron Bauer uh, talking about how, uh, based on their draft position, first round Vlad and second round Trout. Uh, are we concerned about these guys with Vlad, the hard contact? He's still a hard contact god, as David would say, a god. <laughs> and that his hard contact rate is is fantastic. His barrel percentage is still at 13%. Another guy who's getting hurt on his those nine home runs and 31 barrels. However, and this is something that I'm finding with my call on Andrew Vaughn, if your barrels are to center field, less of them are going to go as home runs. And Vlad is still having trouble with that pull percentage. He's not pulling as many and he's hitting the ball into the ground at an above average rate, just like he has been Uh, with Trout. I'm not really sure why he's not doing better. His underlying batted ball numbers are pretty similar to last season. The results just aren't that great. His batting average is down, but his expected batting average is almost identical to last season. And the power has been pretty decent. It hasn't been great, but it's been decent. However, you know, we have to be smart. Why take Vlad in the first round when you could have taken mm, Luke Rayleigh, who's outperforming him so far, <laughs> or Isak Paredes, who's outperforming him so far, in like the 15th round? Guys, this is why we're here. We're telling you to be smart. Take Isak Paredes instead of Vlad. Wait 20 rounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you're going to hear that and then turn off this podcast.
3: <laughs> Imagine if you said that before this season, how much you'd get ridiculed and then it actually happens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it is funny to look at Lane Thomas sitting well above names like Mike Trout, Juan Soto, Kyle Tucker, uh, Julio Rodriguez. It is funny to see guys like that, like these breakouts um, and a lot of those top two round guys sitting that like below a lot of these breakouts at like 15th to 20th best outfielder. It's mm-hmm. an inter- the, the season's been interesting and I respect the, uh, the, the trouble that people have had with the, with their players. But uh we've filled up the cart. We're going to take it out now. Thanks everyone for submitting them. All right. Take a, take a deep breath. That was a lot of talking. Take a drink of water. <laughs> something, <laughs> something too much.
0: While you're doing that, uh, Toby had a couple of comments in here. Traded Alcantara for Goldie week two. Hey. feel great. That's a, Awesome trade. <laughs> really did a good job with that one. And then JP Sears or Tanner Bybee? Sears. Bybee.
3: Sears been good.
0: I think team context
3: gives it to Bybee for me.
0: Yeah, me too. Sears isn't bad, but yeah, he's one win on the year. So I think that, that makes a huge difference. Also just got the complete game against me from Joe Ryan today. So doing catch up, do I start Geolito versus Boston or Griffin Canning and Coors? Geolito versus Boston. Yo. You, had, yeah. you lost me at course.
1: <laughs> at I course. don't know, man. Canning's been good recently.
0: True. Eric, do you want to bet who has a better start tomorrow?
1: I mean, I'm probably leaning G Okay, so
0: there you bit, go. But,
1: okay, I'm, David, do you want to bet if J.D. Martinez has more than, <laughs> than 16 and a half home runs?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, did somebody else have Joe Ryan go against them today? Is, okay you want, you want to check again lc
3: uh no okay i didn't check darn it i was busy prepping for this game okay for this yeah, game. someone.
0: i think someone might have had joe ryan go against you today Damn you. <laughs> oh yeah joe ryan gave a nice tidy 38 points
1: oh god oh, that's amazing a complete
0: game it was beautiful
1: that's, that's chef's kiss right there. Can we talk about Braxton Garrett's 13 Ks this game too?
0: No, Braxton Garrett has 13 Ks right now?
1: Braxton Garrett had 13 Ks, and the Pirates had a 3-1 to one lead going into the eighth inning. They gave up five, or a 4-1 four, four, lead. They gave up 5 earned, lose 6-4, and I lose my bet of Pirates plus one and a half.
0: That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, college baseball right now, LSU versus Wake Forest, the classic, two of the best pitching uh, college pitchers in the game right now are pitching against each other. Uh, I've heard it was uh, 0-0 in the eighth inning last time I I, I checked. So I know it's been it's updated since then. But I'll probably actually watch some of the highlights of that game. And then uh, Toby also as Art should tweet that out. And maybe it'll blow up like Christian Watson had a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson tweet. That tweet got almost 2 million impressions on it. Ooh, that is a nice game from Joe Ryan today. Stud.
2: It is. All right, Marty Par, do you want to take us to your two-star pitchers?
0: Oh, ah,
3: yes.
2: Two-star pitchers coming up here for June 26th through July 2nd. As always, make sure you you follow up on these. Um, these are valid start, uh, from June 22nd as we're doing the show, but on the 25th, that Sunday, double-check everything. No doubters, Shohei Otani versus the White Sox and the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen versus the Rays at the Angels. Kevin Gossman versus the Giants versus the Red Sox. Spencer Strider uh, versus Miami and Minnesota. Uh, Luis Castillo versus Washington versus the Rays. From Valdez at St. Louis at the Rangers. And lastly, Clayton Kershaw at Colorado at Kansas City. I mean,
1: here's my thing with Luis to Castillo. That's my guy, but I've never seen someone that has a sub three ERA and a barely one whip have four wins and six losses. <laughs> just doesn't un- just un- get run support. Yeah, Seattle's been um,
2: underwhelming at best. Who's no, no, the best? other pitchers get run support on Seattle, not him. Mm, that's, uh, that's tough. Uh, should starts next week. Nathan Evaldi versus Detroit versus the Astros. You Darvish at Pittsburgh at Cincy. Justin Verlander versus the Brewers versus the Giants. Dylan Cease at the Angels at Oakland. Tyler Wells as pictured versus Cincy versus the Twins and Taj Bradley at the Diamondbacks at Seattle. Uh Dylan C should be a must start. You think?
1: Yeah, I mean at Oakland that? go at Oakland goes without saying. Uh I mean he's been pitching better as of recently. Like he doesn't go more than six, but I mean, nineteen K's his last two. I mean, this is his strikeout numbers. Nine, ten, seven, six, eight his last five.
2: Two runs I don't or less in he 24,
0: I think he had twenty four swing strikes in his last start too.
2: Ooh. Are we getting old uh, last year's cease finally back? Is that well, what I hope so? Yeah, so
1: his over his last four games, uh two point three IDRA, thirty two to ten K's to walks, and fifteen hits. And he is now ninth in MLB in strikeouts.
2: There you go. Dylan Cease, make sure you play him. Moving on to risky business, always my favorite one. Uh, Sandy Alcantara at Boston at the Braves. Sonny Gray at the Braves at Baltimore. Michael Kopak at the Angels um, at Oakland. Andrew Abbott at Baltimore versus San Diego. Ranger Suarez at Chicago Cubs versus Washington. I bet you would, uh, LC, All right, you might want. It. Would you move that already up into the in the shoulds? Mr. Mr. Ranger Danger, or what? Yeah,
3: I think so. I think at, so.
2: Suarez at the Cubs versus Washington. Um, the Cubs are like top 10 versus lefties. Washington's just fine. But, um, yeah. Uh, then going to Drew Smiley versus the Phillies versus Cleveland. And then Reed Detmers versus the White Sox versus Arizona. Um, Reed Detmers coming off seven scoreless innings <laughs> versus the Dodgers. He has a career high twenty eight point two K percentage. The walks are a little high, but coming up next week, uh, the White Sox do not walk ever, so I'm, I'm less worried about that. And the diving backs are like middling at best, so I'm excited for that. I know, and I who was that Toby, about yeah, uh, Sandy, yeah. I know Sandy in the risky business. I mean, some people are, aren't aren't going to be starting them at all, mm-hmm. um, but I got to give him a shout out. And these are uh, risky business. I have these. If you have a like a deep league. I'm leaning more towards like that that first group. If you're in a shallow league, just stay away from these guys until something else, you know, happens. Uh, Garrett Whitlock versus Miami at Toronto. Jordan Montgomery versus Houston versus the Yanks. Uh, Domingo Hermann at Oakland at St. Louis. He might even be a take a seat. He gave up. A, he ate seven earned again, two games yeah, in a row. He got, got killed. He's getting destroyed, man. Um, Julio Teran at the Mets at Pittsburgh last year. He had a 15.86 xera. This year, 3.29 XERA, over 35 innings. So I just, <sighs> Julio, he's, I mean, he's doing well. Um, yeah, at the Mets, at Pittsburgh. Uh, Logan Taylor Allen at Kansas City, at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Martin Perez versus Detroit versus Houston. And Paul Blackburn versus the Yanks versus the White Sox. In tw- uh, 25.2 innings, he has a career high 25.6K percentage and a 3.27 XERA. The, the White Sox and the Yanks are, like, top five worst teams right now um, hitting it's interesting, so. interesting
1: that you don't like Logan Tyler, Allen.
2: I know. Isn't that funny? That's why yeah. I, I had, to, had to put that in there. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, Paul Blackburn, um, sneaky. Uh, keep an eye on him. I think maybe a week or two from now, he might be in the uh, the shoulds. Um, yeah, uh, Toby, Reed Detmer should move up. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, I just, whew, it's it's redone. Sometimes he blows up, man, and, and it's rough. So uh, he's a risky business, but I'm keeping my eyes peeled on him. And then lastly, the take of seats. Rich Hill versus the Padres versus the Brewers. Matthew Boyd, as pictured, at Texas, at Colorado. Brady Singer versus Cleveland versus the Dodgers. Tyler McGill versus the Brewers versus the Giants. Uh, Trevor Williams at Seattle, at Philly. And then lastly, Brandon Williamson at Baltimore versus San Diego. Rounding out to take a seat.
1: Colin Raya was so bad, you didn't even want to
2: oh, him to come in. Exactly. That. Colin Raya, you suck. At Matt's at Pittsburgh, thanks but no thanks. Stack asses, very blue. I didn't have anything <laughs> better to say. But yeah, it's blue. Those are your two start pitchers for next week. Again, make sure, you don't message, hey, I thought so-and-so was going to play. Wait till Sunday, recheck all of this. Do your due diligence, guys. You can do it
0: they literally especially as the season goes on they literally change like every day i remember when i was writing the two starts for uh fantasy pros and i would like literally look two days later i'd be like are you kidding (laughs)
2: like everything i would do it last year i did it for fan tracks i do it saturday night and by sunday morning there was five six seven and by the time it was published there was even a couple more that'd be switched Mm -hmm. out so yeah just keep checking on it guys
0: yeah it's crazy um what do we say about oh because you assaulted colin (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> Carl Rays ain't coming yeah. on the pod.
2: Hopefully he's not friend of the show. Let's send an
0: Instagram DM. I should Instagram DM him, and then I'll play that clip for him. All right, Doc, take us to the doctor's office.
1: Uh, you know what? Shout yeah, out we, to
0: our guy, Toby, who made the graphic, though.
1: You know what? It was a little bit of a rough week, a couple weeks going in the doctor's office, but wow, last week we went 3-0, a clean sweep, 2.25 ERA. Point nine five whip, 17 Ks in 20 innings. That's what we call cooking with gas. Looking at the first one, Mr. Brian Bayo owning 17.2% of ESPN leagues. When you look, the first two outings he had were rough, and I think that's where a lot of the non-favorable metrics come from. But he's gone at least five and eight out of his nine games, has allowed no home runs in five out of his six games, Games. He's been really good at keeping the ball in the stadium. Three pitches he has with a batting average of 235 or below, so isn't relying on a single one. And as I'd mentioned earlier, rough beginning to the season of 657 ERA in April, but the last two months, 267 in May, 270 in June, and he's thrown 20 innings each of those uh, months. Facing the White Sox, who are two and five in their last seven and have scored 24 runs. So about three and a half per game. Fire up Mr. Bayo. Looking at Andrew Heaney, the Heen Dog, owned in 34.3% of ESPN leagues. Last six outings, he's had at least five caves and he's five out of those six. And we know Mr. Heaney has that strikeout upside. I believe he struck out nine consecutive Orioles to this season. Um, has only given up four homers in his last 30 innings. Now walks have been an issue with him. It's a little bit more favorable that he gave up zero last game in almost six innings. And he's fang- facing a Yankees team that has just been ice cold since Aaron judge has been hurt. They scored 32 runs in their last 10, which they're four and six, but they're hitting 195 in June. And it's not like we're in June. It's like June 5th, June 6th. We're June 22nd as of recording this. So, that's almost the entire month. The Yankees have just been brutally cold, and I don't think we're talking about it enough. The last, Mr. Bailey Ober. Let me ask you guys: Does Bailey Ober kind of look like Clayton Kershaw at all?
0: Uh, I could see it. Yeah, see in that it. picture. Yeah, it's that caveman-esque. What did you yeah. do? What did you do to his lower body?
1: Uh, I I cut off his lower body for looking too much like Clayton Kershaw.
0: Man, why do you do that to people, man?
2: How'd you yeah. Photoshop that Marlins hat on him? Oh, wait. <laughs>
1: so Bailey Ogre owned an 38.8 per, 38.3% of the ESPN leagues. And, and we talk about somebody that has a good floor. He's gone at least five innings in all 11 games this season. And over the last five games, 28 to 4 K to walk percentage, or K to walk ratio. And he's facing Detroit, who is hitting two twenty-nine on the season, which is 27th in the majors. And you look at some of the metrics, the hard hit percentages in the 80th percentile, walk percentage, 88th percentile, and chase percentages, the 93rd. So to me, that shows somebody that's not going to walk people, but also his stuff is so good that he's going to be able to get people to chase out of the zone a little bit, get in some good pitchers counts. So I feel good about Mr. Ober. And, uh, and those are my pitcher streaming this week. But I wanted to say one thing real quick. Do you guys know Jordan Lyles' record this season?
0: It's 0 and something. It's like 0 and 8 or something. I was going to say 7. Uh, Art,
1: what's, Art, what's your guess? 0 and 10. 0 and 10. Jordan Lyles has made 15 starts and he's 0 and 11. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> it's pretty
0: bad. is very bad. 0
1: and double digit losses.
0: And not even the All Star break. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's pretty bad. Um, Doc, real quick, 30 seconds. Give me your thoughts of why Cam Whitmore has not been drafted yet.
1: Uh, there is like some injury concerns and like, you know how that is sometimes when people there, you know, teams don't want to spend a high pick on someone. Um,
0: yeah, he slipped us the 19th pick.
1: It, it's 19th and he hasn't been drafted. Yeah. I thought he'd go in that like 11 to 13. I didn't think he'd fall that far.
0: Yeah. That's why I, was, I saw he was, I was like, did my computer just not refresh? And I was like, oh, wow.
1: Oh wow! Wizards need to trade up and get him
0: at this point. Mm, cut this, it, cut it, this!
1: You know what it kind of reminds <laughs> me of? Remember,
3: would you say Art he said, "Cut this, <laughs> cut this, cut this."
0: We're gonna cut this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of Perry Jones. Remember when he had that heart condition? Come or from Michael the Porter
0: when he fell to fifteen?
1: Yeah, with his back stuff. Yeah.
0: There's your there's your NBA talk for a baseball pod. Um, that's triple play fantasy. Yeah, it's right that's up to the name. Marty, party! It's time. But while we're partying with basketball players, why don't you tell us who was going to your baseball party?
2: Let's do it. All right, Marty's party. So this weekend is going to be for you, keeping track at home. Uh, The twenty third, June twenty third through the twenty fifth, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Starting off with Eddie Rosario of the Atlanta Braves outfielder, fifty four percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Three games in Cincinnati. He has five homers in the last six games. Now he does sit versus lefties. We, David, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. The Reds have not given up. They, we don't know who's on the pitch on Saturday for the Reds. We know Friday and we know Sunday and they're both righties, Ben Lively and Luke Weaver. But Saturday is a question mark, so we do not know. But yeah, Eddie Rosario braves um, three games in Cincinnati this weekend. Number two, Mike Talkman. I never thought I'd say this. He's back from the dead. Uh, Chicago Cubs outfield, they're only 6% rostered for good reason. But he's leading off almost every single day that in 289 with two bombs and three stolen bases. Uh, two game. Now, here's here's the thing though. And I don't think I've ever seen this, but the Cubs don't have a game on Friday. Art, is there some kind of insider knowledge why the Cubs wouldn't want to have or you know or, No,
3: no, it's their London series. It's a travel
2: oh, day. Wait, so the Wait, so this is in London? Saturday wow. and Sunday
3: are, are in London. Even
2: That's better, baby.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wowza. Even if it's only two games, Mike Talkman. I mean, if it's anything like those other the other years, uh, like double digit home runs in one game. Um but yeah, uh Talkman apparently going across the pond uh at uh, at St. Louis but really at uh at London. Uh and then three, Tommy Pham, New York Mets outfielder, 11% rostered this year. He's batting 260. Seven bombs, eight stolen bases. He's playing every day at this point. He has three games in Philly for this weekend. I know, guys, I know we're running a little bit late on time, so quickly, who do you think is going to be invited to the party? Just one person. That's be Mike Talkman because he's going to be in London, right? Elsie? I'm going
0: Tommy Pham. Don. Well, you, bo- you both are wrong, and I have to explain why. Tommy Pham
1: is drama. He's drama in a fantasy football league <laughs> yeah. and he could get, you know, he, he's been stabbed. And Marty doesn't want drama he's at a party. <laughs>
3: and
1: he's been stabbed. <laughs> he has been outside a nightclub. <laughs> so Marty doesn't want this drama at a party. And the fact he didn't know Mike Talkman was going overseas, like Marty cares about his guests. He wants to know where they've been. You know, if, if COVID was, was a thing, I was wondering
2: why it. that Friday it wasn't happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if we it were seems. still in the 2020 thing, you'd, you would have to track everyone. Everyone steps. Eddie Rosario doesn't play in the the AL Central anymore, so Marty kind of like hated him at the time. But now he's like, ah, you know, we're we're good now. Luke Weaver sucks. Um, it's Lyman. in it's in sucks. Great American Small Park. So yeah, I mean, it's Eddie Rosario. You guys are wrong.
2: For the re- it it is Tommy Pham, and here's the reason why. Wow. I was Marty lived a good I, life. I was too. I was too afraid. To tell him he couldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is. I was like, "Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're definitely coming for sure, bro. Damn it." So well, I mean, did he put
1: himself on this list? Like that—that's your first mistake if you put him on the the
2: ballot. Seven homers, eight stolen bases. He's batting every day. What? What's his ownership percentage? Props for putting him on this list. Eleven percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. The man is hitting. Props for putting yeah. him on this list. Thank you, Tommy. I'll see you Friday, buddy. And let
1: nice. is nice knowing you. Yeah,
0: I, was like, I hope you survive.
1: <laughs> watch Tommy Fam come be on this.
2: Exercising oh. my Second Amendment.
1: What, watch Tommy <laughs> Fam
2: Fa- <laughs> come on this podcast now. <laughs> That'd be incredible. But yeah, uh, uh, well, that, that's uh, Marty's party. Have a safe weekend, fellas.
0: That's right. Uh, <laughs> Elsie, yeah. we got a surprise for you. Don't read the comments if you already haven't read it. Uh, I'm going to have a surprise for you. So why don't you go ahead and go and talk about the, uh, the little, um, our streamers for the weekend in terms of hitting and pitching matchups, you think we could take advantage of while I get something ready for you, courtesy of our buddy, Toby.
3: Oh, wow. I am, I'm frightened and also, also excited. Um, I, I did a, I did a hard look at, uh, people scheduled to start next week for individual matchups for streaming starters. And I, and I wanted to present that for everyone, all of our listeners this week. Um, so over the last uh, um, two weeks, from June 7th to the 22nd, I found 15 teams that have been below 100 in weighted runs created plus. And I really focused on the bottom 10 teams. Um, the Marlins, Blue Jays, A's, Dodgers, White Sox, Royals, Rockies, Brewers, Pirates nationals and yankees those bottom 10 teams all have a wrc plus at 92 or below all the way down with the yankees at 75 the worst in baseball over the last two weeks so i wanted to talk about a few guys who have low ownership percentages in espn and yahoo leagues and perhaps some deeper nfbc leagues you might be able to get them in some of these are not going to be available in deeper leagues but for one-off starts next week, I think they do have some good one-off starts. And uh, a couple of these guys are, um, we on Marty's 2 start as a uh, list where one of them were a good start. One was a bad start. I would like to start out, uh, by talking about guy goes on Monday. Um, I think he only has one start next week, but that is Jaime Barilla, about the only guy on Monday I could see who was a good, decent streamer. He's. Uh, playing against the White Sox on Monday. He's only owned in 12% of Yahoo leagues and 2% of ESPN leagues. Berea pitching this season to a 2.14 ERA. His FIP and xFIP are much higher, however. But his uh, his K-minus walk rate has been solid. He's been pitching well lately. I think that it is a decent start if you're desperate for a start on Monday to go for Jaime Berea against the White Sox. Tuesday finds a few more starters that are available. Garrett Whitlock uh, uh, against the Marlins, um, owning 42% of Yahoo leagues and 17% of ESPN leagues on Tuesday. He's going against the Marlins. Not going to be available in that many 15 team leagues, but in your 12s and 10s, you can look for Garrett Whitlock also on Tuesday. I, I, you know, this is one of those. Paul Blackburn, I don't really think he's a great pitcher. Yankees, I don't really think they're a lineup I want to target, but Blackburn has been pitching well, and the Yankees have been hitting poorly. So I think it's possible Tuesday if you're in desperate need of a start, Blackburn might be a guy to go after. Um, he's getting some K's lately, and that's that's something you have to you have to respect. Uh, but he's an A's pitcher, so you know use caution with that pick. Um, Wednesday, JP Sears also on the A's. Only owned in fourteen percent of ESPN leagues. Going against the Yankees, as we've been saying, very cold lately. Uh, also on Wednesday, Emmett Sheehan not going to be available in 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 any of the deeper leagues, but he's very available in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Going Dodgers against the Rockies in Colorado. Tough call on this one. Um, I'm not sure this is this is a really a this is a roll of the dice. As Sheehan, as 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 uh, David said, pitched very well. His first start out there, tough second start. I sat him in my uh, weekly leagues, but uh, um, I said I I I might sit him in my weekly leagues next week with that start. But um, if you're desperate, Wednesdays there's not a lot to to choose from. So I'd be looking at um, looking at him, and as I said, JP Sears. Thursday, there's not that much as well. That is widely available. Um, but Patrick Sandoval is ha, does have some availability in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. Going against the White Sox on Thursday, I thought that was a pretty good start. Um, Friday, I found Cutter Crawford against the Blue Jays. I know the Blue Jays have been a little bit cold. They're a scary one. But Crawford has finally went five innings. For the Red Sox, looks like he's getting stretched out and pitching very well lately. Only owned in 6% of Yahoo leagues. If you need a stream, the Blue Jays have not been nearly as scary lately, but their production has not been nearly as scary, but I, the lineup still pretty scary. If you're scared of that, maybe you want to go Jared Schuster. Uh, for the Braves against the Marlins on Friday, Schuster, four wins in his eight starts this year. Schuster's a guy, uh, I think he's pretty solid chance to get a W against the Marlins on Friday. Uh, Saturday, the, um, there. let's see, where's my Saturday start? I don't see Um uh, So, so yes, I I don't, I don't think I was able to locate a very good Saturday start for next week, but I, Monday through Friday, I do have some, like I said, I got some good starts. Jaime Berea for the angels on Monday, Tuesday, Garrett Whitlock and Paul Blackburn. Oh, Saturday, Friday. I also wanted to mention, um, Christopher Sanchez, a young pitcher for the Phillies going against the nationals on Friday of next week. Only owned in 1% of Yahoo League, 0% of ESPN League. Sanchez hasn't been getting five innings per start, but he's been getting about 10.5Ks per nine. And if you want to take a chance that he might go five and get a chance at a win against the Nationals, um, it could be worth it. He was going about five innings per game in the minors. But his K numbers are way up since he's come to the major leagues. So use caution on that one. I'm not sure if his Ks are really um, are really there. He was against Colorado on the road and the A's in his two starts so far. And like I said, he still hasn't gone five innings, but he does have the Nationals next Friday. So Christopher Sanchez of the Phillies, another guy I'd like to look at again. So Monday, like I said, Jaime Barilla. Tuesday, Garrett Whitlock and Paul Blackburn. Wednesday, J.P. Sears. Uh, Thursday, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Friday, Jared Schuster or Cutter Crawford or Christopher Sanchez. Uh, Oh, Colin Ray, possibly next Saturday. That was who Mm -hmm. I had, possibly Colin Ray, but. He gives up a lot of earn runs so um, those are the next week's streamers that I've been seeing those are the those are the teams that I'm targeting art right, I just want to know David can you put the graphic back up there
0: uh yeah
1: why did you think that was a good color scheme that is so <laughs> hard to see like did you did you make this like i I'm staring at my computer super close and I'm like squinting to be able to see everything like did you not did you make this and think that people could actually read this? I made
3: this I made this after the research in about thirty seconds before signing on to the uh to the podcast. <laughs> I thought the power of my uh my my words would, would overshadow the, the poor quality of this slide, <laughs> to be honest.
0: Well
2: the podcast <laughs> listeners won't know any different. <laughs> I will say it it reminds me of like the old goosebumps cover.
3: Oh yes. yeah. I kinda
2: <laughs> like it.
0: It does, it does. Uh are you ready to see your new uh courtesy of Toby, your new uh cover for Bring Out Your Dead? Yes.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I know, I that. thought the
0: same thing. We had the we had the like uh I forgot what image you used last year, but this one's a lot better.
3: This is amazing. I love it. And and for those listening, it is the, the, the best meme of all time. The dog sitting in a flame filled room saying, this is fine, which is my favorite meme of all time. And Toby did not even know. I love this. Thank you so much. I'm going to use this every week.
0: (laughs) Arts, bring out your dad. Now how's a face to it. We will see the, the pain of the dog or I guess he's not in pain. And, uh, but there is the, the pain coming for all of our listeners. Uh, So there, I don't know if you you guys want to do a game. If you not want to do a game, what do we You're think? The one do? that
1: has to get up at five forty five
0: a.m. I'm work is over for me, my friend. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, my last day of school was yesterday. Though I, I might be starting a summer job next week, but definitely not tomorrow. I mean, if we got some time, I'll play a game. I got
1: time for a game. Yeah, okay. let's do
0: it. All right, it's courtesy again of Toby. Toby be the MVP tonight. Toby sent me a game too. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the game up on screen. And it is the, uh, what's it called? Uh, The Immaculate Grid, but one that Toby just made during the show. All right. So, yeah, we got to get Toby on the pod at one of these times. He's uh, low-key has some really good baseball knowledge, even though it's a lot of times you see fantasy football that he'll put out. All right. So he put up an Immaculate Grid. I'm going to full-screw, yeah, I'll put it, like, this okay or like this so we have the immaculate grid can everybody see it yeah. yes okay and um so we have for those listening i'm sorry i'm going to try to ma- describe it as best i can if you're watching you'll obviously can see it we have the milwaukee brewers miami marlins world series champ and dodgers at the top then we have 15 homers 15 steals st louis cardinals cy young winner and Arizona Diamondbacks going on the uh, the y-axis. So, all right. Did we? Uh, the only thing is, I don't know how we're gonna know if we're right or wrong because we well, don't have. Are
3: we? Are we all gonna try and fill this out individually, or are we gonna try and fill this out as a team
0: together? But the only thing is, I don't know the right answers. That's the one thing that uh that's gonna stink if if well, we, we don't know.
2: We we put our answers in, and then we'll revisit it next week. See how we did.
0: Okay, Sounds I like, like it. a
2: good one. Yeah,
0: okay. I'm gonna type them up to Toby as we go here because I don't okay. know if he's still in the comments or not.
3: Okay, I got. I think we can go uh, Brewers fifteen fifteen. I know Yelich is Christian. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so I'll go. I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna type the answers to him. Yelich, uh,
3: Mar- yeah. Marlins okay. fifteen fifteen. Jazz. Nope. He's never. Didn't, he's, didn't, he's, didn't Jazz do it this year? He had like nope. fifteen
1: and sixteen and got hurt. Nope.
2: What about the their really good shortstop, uh, Reyes, um, Jose Reyes?
1: He wasn't on the Marlins. He, wasn't? he was, but at he the, end of, career, yeah, at oh, the end, end of his there, career. Yeah, the end of his career. Miguel Cabrera early in his career. He didn't get fifteen.
0: Hanley Ramirez. Hanley. Hanley. Oh, maybe that's what I was. That's Hanley Ramirez, baby. There's my contribution.
3: Did Hanley ever get fifteen steals?
0: He definitely did, and when he was really young. Okay. okay. Um, 15
1: 15 for a World
3: Series champ.
1: That's
0: so vague, though. I feel like there's a lot what of. World to series. Play? Yeah.
3: We did 2017. <laughs> were going 2017 with? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I think 15, that's 15, pretty 15 good for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. Did he get 15 steals last year? Or you
2: think, she can go, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Kemp.
3: Matt Kemp. Yeah, there
2: you go. Matt he went Kemp. 40
0: 40. Perfect. Okay. Matt Kemp, it is.
3: Cardinals and Brewers. So yeah.
2: they had to play for both teams? Yeah. Fernando Vina? Did he ever have 15 and 15? No, well, no, he no, didn't he have
0: to have 15. It's just someone that played for both teams.
2: Oh, I got you. Okay. Wait, uh,
0: Vina. Cardinals Fernando and Brewers.
2: Vina.
0: Um, Fernando. That's who you want to go with?
3: Any answer that works, works. Any answers that's true works in this game.
0: Oh, it Is does? It, you know, there's not a specific answer?
2: Yeah. Wasn't Fernando Vina? Isn't that? Wasn't he on both? I know he's on the Cardinals. He's on the Brewers, right? Okay. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Well All right. Uh, Cardinals Marcello and Marlins. Ozuna. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna.
3: Okay. Cardinals World Series champ. <laughs>
0: David Eckstein.
3: There you go. Yeah. I say
2: David Fries.
0: I mean, God
3: couldn't did. you couldn't you just pick
1: someone on the Cardinals when they won the World Series? That that is what he did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then um for the Cardinals and Dodgers. Uh um, duh. Yeah. There you bro. Go. Good one. Look at that, man. We're cooking.
3: Brewers Cy Young Award winner. It?
0: Did no, he win it that year? Dr. I thought he, he did when he pitched nah, half the season with them. No, he was. No, he,
3: he won it in Cleveland. Oh Cleveland. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Burns.
1: Yes, win. Corbin
0: Burns did oh, win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because my boy Giovanni Gallardo didn't.
0: No. Nope. Um, uh Cy Young winner Dontre for New Orleans, Sandy Alcantara.
3: Yeah. Yep. Willis too. Cy Young Award winner who won the World Series.
0: Did Josh Beckett win?
3: You know, did he didn't uh, win the Cy. Uh no. Dontrell
0: Willis? Uh
3: Justin Verlander last year. Oh yeah. Cy Young Award winner that won the World Series. And then Just,
1: oh, Cy, Cy Young. Mean. And then Cy Young for the Dodgers, Kershaw.
3: Yeah.
0: They're okay. You get this David? Um yeah, I'm typing these all to him. <laughs> okay. And then Arizona and Brewers. Um, oh my God! I just had somebody too. Arizona and the Brewers.
1: Going back to Milwaukee and Cardinals. Didn't Jonathan Lucroy play for both?
0: We already have an answer, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just I, I I thought that earlier and meant to say something.
0: Um. Uh, did Yavani Gallardo play for the Cardinals or for the Brewers and the the Diamondbacks? I, I don't think so.
2: I I have nobody who's coming to mind.
0: No, am there, I allowed no. am I allowed to double check that? That Gallardo no, played for No, Card- no, we no. we can do
3: this. We can do this. <laughs> There's four of us.
0: I'm pretty sure at the end of his career Gallardo played for the Diamondbacks. I mean, I'm checking it cuz I think I'm right. I okay. And then I when you, you guys are wrong, I want you to apologize to me. And
1: then okay, somebody who played for both.
0: Uh uh, I owe you guys an apology.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I, I want to say like Chris Capuano, but I know that's that's not it.
0: Um, the we'll go back to them: Diamondbacks and Marlins. Zach Allen. Yep, great one. Good call, Doc.
1: Diamondbacks World are, Series winner uh,
0: Brandon uh, Webb. No, no it wasn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Brandon Webb won a world. Uh, I'm sorry. Cy, I was thinking Cy Young. I'm sorry. Randy Gosh, Johnson.
1: David, you're you're the anchor on the team, and I mean that in the bad way. Anchor
0: is <laughs> usually the good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I said the bad way.
0: Randy uh, Johnson. Luis
1: Randy Panala's Johnson. Randy Johnson.
0: I thought that category was Cy Young without looking at it for a second. and I wanted to say Brandon Webb.
1: Uh, the Diamondbacks and Dodgers. J.D.
3: Martinez. Yeah. There you go. Chef's kiss, David. Diamondbacks and Brewers. We're still on that one, though.
0: Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks and, Brewers. and Brewers. This shouldn't –
3: yeah, this shouldn't be – I'm disappointed. In <laughs> that. Toby said Gallardo
0: is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, Vino did a face play Brewers. for both of y'all, Are 100%. So, okay, so actually I'm, I'm typing these to Toby, but he, uh, he already listening. Did Gene Segura play for the Diamondbacks? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. You got it, L.C. Yeah. yeah. That was fantastic. All right, I'm Art, typing me these. And you,
1: Art, me and you, let's do this in our. Own. We'll carry them. I that's sent for them the to Toby
2: anyway because I typed and, it all up. And, 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 and we'll bring Marty along. Cause cause I had, like, I had Mini correct there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, forget <who> st-
0: <laughs> Don't forget who started us off right when I did the first one. Mm. Toby, shout
2: out to you. Well done, buddy. Thank Art, yeah,
1: Art Art started it off with Yelich, 15-15.
3: <laughs> Good job, Art.
2: Then I did Hanley Ramirez.
0: Did he? Yeah, I'm going to check out his stolen base. Oh, you That's don't it. double check my work. It is 100% you already, we correct. We
3: already submitted it. We just got to see. It's 100%
0: correct. He had 30 steal. I think he was like almost 30-30. His rookie. I, I,
1: I,
3: I, I do think he hit
1: 30-30. My memory is. Oh, 20. my gosh. He, I didn't even realize he had 51 steals his first year. Wow. That's
0: what I was talking about. Like, wow. y'all are okay. speaking on okay. him.
1: 51 yeah. his first two seasons each. Jesus,
0: that's why he was like the best player, and him and Ryan Zimmerman were like the next. I, you of know, I
1: thought, I thought Hanley hit for a good average, and I didn't realize that speed.
0: He was legit a five tool player in his prime.
1: Wow, there you go.
3: All right, so um, wow,
1: I think we got a hundred on that grid.
0: Oh, uh, Toby said he thought of Ricky Weeks.
1: That's who I was thinking of initially
0: for the Diamondbacks and Brewers. That was good. Thank you, Toby, for submitting that, that grid for us. And, before and then we head out. Zach
2: Veen undergoes season-ending hand surgery. Sorry, Zach. See you next year. Zach Veen.
0: Brutal. Jeez. Zach Veen. Sorry to bring it down. Man for the Rockies. Yes, sir. Dang. Dang. That sucks. Well, that's on a sour note. On a good note, great game for Toby. (laughs) And um, fun episode with you boys. A little longer tonight, but we had some fun. If you guys have some fun with us, please make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. And you guys are subscribed to the podcast feed, so you guys never miss an episode when we uh, we drop something. Usually every Thursday night. Make sure you follow the boys. Ours at ArtTPF, Art underscore TPF. Doc is at Triple Play Fantasy. Marty's at Marty Talman. I'm at dmendio too. Um, there was something else I wanted to promote tonight. Oh my gosh, and it slipped my mind. Oh. If you would like some Triple Play Fantasy swag, which I never promote, but I need to start promoting again, you can check out Viridian Global. Uh, we usually have the link. I think it's in our YouTube video description. If not, I'll make sure it's in there. But check out Viridian Global, and you can type in Triple Play Fantasy. You can get hats like this. Uh, I Also, there's trucker hats. If you like the trucker hat look, there's beanies. I got one. It's pretty good. We beanies. We got sweatpants. We got socks. If you guys love Triple Play Fantasy, you guys send in a screenshot uh, or photo of you guys ordering some swag, uh, we'll do something. Maybe podcast appearance, uh, giveaways. I think we'll, we we got to do a little something, something for showing your support out there for the TPF swag. Uh, but for LC, for Doc, for Marty Party, I'm Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.